All right, well, let's get started then, shall we? Do you ever do you ever watch Family Guy? Have you seen? Are you recording? Yes, please. Got it done. So there is just I, I'm I'm not crazy about Family Guy. It, it's not the older episodes are much better in my opinion than the newer stuff. Um, but uh, there is this one bit that they have about why Tom Cruise is always running in his movies. And it's because of his gay thoughts. Oh, no. And so he's, like, sprinting and, like, well, he's, like, sitting on set. And then he goes, that cameraman has a great butt. And then, that like, that's the thought bubble next to him. And then he's, like, no, no. And he starts sprinting away from the thought bubble. And he's, like, you're never going to catch me, gay thoughts. Oh, I wonder what the story would have been for uh, for Oprah's couch. You talk about a throwback. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I saw that episode live. Okay, so I have I have a follow up question. Um, why were you watching Oprah in like two thousand four? <laughs> it was on TV, and it happened to be a day that I was sick and at home. Okay, fair. And so you know the the at that point in time, you know the things you would watch were The Price Is Right, Family Feud, and Oprah. And then I don't know if The Doctors was a thing at that time or not. I but think so. I think I don't think so was, either. I think that but was after. I remember watching it live. It was on. I was watching it, and he was jumping up and down. And oh my gosh, I was like, "This!" I, at that point, like I knew who Tom Cruise was, but I didn't know much about his personal life. Yeah. And I was like, "Why is this dude being so weird?" Yeah, I don't know. I just I didn't Scientology. That's why. If you I... didn't know Scientology, I I was aware of who he was. I don't know that I knew. Oh, you know, he's this borderline transcendent movie star. Um, who's also crazy, because uh, I feel like his, his craziness had kind of not made it super public at that point, uh, and that was really the, the impetus, but we don't need to, we, we don't need to Tom Cruise rabbit hole. No, we don't, because um, it was right after that that he made uh, War of the Worlds. Oh, that's a, that's a weird one. Yeah, and so, you know, it was like, okay, he is full-blown crazy. Well, I mean, I would I don't, still love to meet him. So, I Tom would, Cruise, if you're listening to this I episode, say, I, would, I would love if you would listen to our pod, which he could. Yeah, find there's several on ways that. he can reach us. <laughs> uh, you can uh, follow the best ways to follow us on Twitter. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the flex? Oh our, my of goodness! Our pod account. currently has them I'm, I'm definitely not pulling it up jay give me a second yeah i don't uh, we probably we, have we like ha- we have, four followers we have 11 thank you okay hey look at that we have more people <laughs> okay that doesn't make sense we have more people that listen to the show than we do people that follow us on twitter that doesn't make sense i i mean i i get it you know not everybody is on every platform so um if you if you were to be a listener of ours who is on twitter um we would appreciate it if you could follow us at uh, tdau underscore pod, um, but you know you're you're an independent person. You know we can't we can ask that you do. We can't really do anything more than that. So no, that's it. We w- we would graciously appreciate it. Um, and you can also reach out to us um, on our website, which I forgot the name of because I'm bad. The uh, they didn't ask us pod dot com pod dot com. Um, I always forget. Pod. I actually I, I've been back. I need to get back on that because something has happened and nothing that I've been posting over the past four months has actually been posting. So there's like the show, like one of the older shows is the last thing on there. I don't know why nothing is posting. So I've got to contact the, uh, the, uh, the people there and ask, Hey, what, why is this not working? So, so I apologize if you've been going to the website and nothing's been there. It's not my fault. It is some sort of technical difficulty and we're going to figure it out. But besides that, you can also email us. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can also follow John, jmuller8332 on Twitter. And you can follow me, the nerd is underscore in. And we would love to hear from you. You can message us on there. That's probably the best way to get in touch with us is to message us on Twitter. Because uh, I know I know John's on there just about every minute more, of every day. More than I should be. I can say and, that with great confidence. Yes, and uh, same here with me. I'm also on there a lot more than I probably should. But um, it's not when I'm with clients. I can promise you that. Just like scrolling down Twitter. 
Yeah, okay. Wow. How does that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hashtag feelings, awful. am I right? Anyway, have you seen this TikTok? Let, let, maybe if we do this dance, it'll... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, but we have lots to talk about today. Golly, do we? Yeah. So John is going to start us off. All right. Um, so he's going to tell us about some video game stuff. Yeah, there was uh, an unexpectedly large amount of video game news recently. Um, I don't know how much you've ever paid attention to like the conven- the video game convention scene, Jay. Um, I know one of the big ones that I would always hear about on G4 was uh, E3 was a really big deal. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, we had a 2022 Summer Game Fest, which everyone acted like was just a thing um, and I had never heard of before. Uh, but we got some really big uh, announcements at this thing. Um, there was a, a Marvel game that I had never heard of. What? That was announced. It is a Marvel's Midnight Suns. Oh, yeah. I saw a trailer for that sometime. It looks incredible. It does. Uh, we have So there's a Wikipedia page, uh, because if you've listened to this pod for any really notable amount of time, you know I love my Wikipedia plot summaries. Um, and, I mean, the synopsis sounds really fun. You know, it, it kind of sounds like, you remember the Ultimate Alliance games? For like Xbox oh, yeah, 360, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how it was that team dynamic, right? It, I I want to say it's gonna be like that, because you have a you players take the role of the hunter, <coughs> who is a customizable superhero created for the game in collaboration with Marvel. So I would imagine you have a skill tree that you can pick your powers, you can pick your costume, and just kind of create yourself inside of the role of this game well did you notice that all the characters in the game their suits have like the uh their like costumes have like the the symbols the um uh, what are they called what do they call them um the runes on them did you notice that i so i hadn't looked into everybody but i saw that there was a, there's some like pre-release thing or a, a pre-order thing where if you pre-order it at gamestop and get a physical edition there's a chance that you could get a uh an Iron Man Funko Pop where he has that little design all over him. That's and cool. It looks it looks really cool. So um, the style of the game, obviously, I'm gonna you know want to see more like gameplay trailers and things like that. Um, but I'm really stoked for this. Like I think this could be really fun. Um, it has potential. We also got we got more Gotham Knights content. Uh, I want to say we got an extended Nightwing uh, gameplay video. Fun. And I mean, it, it looks like Nightwing combat exactly like you would expect. You know, the kind of the elegant, graceful, you can tell he was a gymnast in his previous life. Um, There was also clarification, again, (laughs) very, very specifically, um, that show from the CW that we talked about their trailer last time. No relation. Ludicrously unrelated to this game. Uh, I would say it's an unfortunate coincidence, uh, but that's that's not really a very fair thing for me to say. Did you finally watch that trailer? By the way, I can't finish it. <laughs> okay, good. I, I can't. It's I've so tried. bad. Yeah. Well, save your save yourself from from having to endure that. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Um. What we got? Uh. The, so you know how you know how much of a meme um, GTA Five and Skyrim are for how many generations of consoles they've been on. Well, The Last of Us is getting a remake for PS Five. Um. Fantastic. There is a there is a trailer for it. I mean it it looks exactly like how you would expect a game updated 15 years later with the benefit of 15 years of technology would look. It it's beautiful, it's stunning. It's the same game. I don't know what more you want me to say. We um we got some more video of the Callisto Protocol, which looks like a great game that I would hate because it is um in all intents and purposes a successor to Dead Space. Were you ever a Dead Space guy, Jay? I played it. Yes. So it's definitely in that vein, kind of the space suspense horror shooter. Um, it, uh, <laughs> I would like to politely decline. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not in for that? No, 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 no. I like to enjoy the games that I play. Uh, <laughs> and, but I have, I have friends who are very much more in that scene. They're very excited for the Callisto Protocol. And we, Jay, we are getting so much Modern Warfare 2 content released. We have a campaign teaser we have clips of actual missions. Uh, the multiplayer reveal should be somewhat soon. Um, I hate how excited I am for the new Call of Duty. Yeah. Because Vanguard... Call um, of Duty 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> 2 Call to Duty. <laughs> 
I did I did have a, a very grassroots Twitter campaign to call it Too Modern Too Warfare, um, but obviously, you know, I am nothing to Infinity Ward, so they didn't see that at all. Um, this could be a very expensive fall for me, Jay. <laughs> like, if that Midnight Suns gameplay footage comes out and it's like, oh yeah, this looks fun, then like, I mean, I feel like I need to get... I don't need... I'll walk that back real quick. I don't need to get anything, Meg, if you're listening. I don't need to get anything. She's, she's, but you want but it. I want it so bad. <laughs> so I, I'm very excited for a few games. Um, and then there is a new Assassin's Creed game in development that will be yes, announced. Yes, will be announced in September. Yeah. Yeah. I... So there... And by the time this episode releases, this will be... This will have happened in the past. Um, Jay has talked repeatedly about how much he loves Assassin's Creed Origins and they have a free weekend this weekend so like you could essentially sample the game and play it for free and I'm really excited to have the the opportunity to play this game for free because I imagine it goes on sale for under 30 bucks somewhat frequently like it's what a five-year-old game and there have been two Assassin's Creed games released since so right I I'm very excited Uh, I can go ahead and preload it and I'll actually probably do that as soon as we wrap up tonight so yeah, it's, it's an unexpectedly good time to be a gamer if you choose to be excited for things. Yes, and then a lot was also revealed for Starfield. There was so much revealed for Starfield that I didn't pay attention to because I'm not a, I'm not a Bethesda guy. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I've played by Bethesda that I really enjoyed was Skyrim. Um, I've never really cared for the Fallout games. But uh, I'm pretty excited about Starfield. There's going to be over a thousand planets that can be explored. Yeah. And there's just going to be a whole lot to do. I read today that to if you complete just the main storyline of the the game, the main campaign, then you will have only completed 20% oh of the game. Yeah. That's did they they didn't happen to put in they didn't release the hours of that did they they did not no that i wouldn't but expect i want them to i wouldn't expect them to i they probably won't but yeah. i can imagine it, it is probably just that 20 percent is probably very long well i mean you'd have to think a game where you can ex, you can actively explore over a thousand planets that would have to be theoretically infinite right theoretically the only thing that i'm disappointed about is that you will not be able to so one of the really in a game that a lot of people are comparing this game to is No Man's Sky. Um, it's visually it looks a little different, but a lot of the same idea. You're exploring space, um, but one of the cool things about No Man's Sky is when you're flying through space, when you find a planet and you go to the planet, you actually fly down to the planet. So you see that whole process. That will not be a feature in Starfield. So you'll just essentially fast travel like you'll say i'm going to jupiter and then you'll just be on jupiter no like you'll get to fly to the planet but then that actually entering through the atmosphere and going to the planet that won't be there so it'll be more like destiny where you kind of assume the, so. the cutscene of flying while it's loading where you're going to be i'm assuming that's what that means okay i mean i mean destiny's supposed to be in a pretty good spot so if you're going to take something from a game it might as well be that one yeah, and, and I, I mean, sure, I would love to see that transition of flying down onto the planet, but at the same time, it's not going to bother me. Also, I'll be honest, and John and I have talked about this before, I am typically not the kind of person that buys a game as soon as it comes out. I usually mm-hmm. give it about a year or so. One, so that they can work out all the bugs. But two, so that I can let other people decide, is this game really worth it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something, especially with, you know, super, super hyped games like this that you really want to be wary of because, I mean, one of the more infamous game releases of our time surely has to be Cyberpunk 2077. Right. And I mean, that's a game so many people wanted for years for a very bad reason. And yeah, because I mean, it was broken. I still have a I have a sealed copy of it for PlayStation 4 on the shelf back here. And PS4 and Xbox One, I think, are the versions that were like buggy enough. I don't know that they ever got fixed. No, I don't think so. So, I mean, it's it's something to be to be concerned for. Just think, 
like the way you're going at it, I feel like is very good. Um, I personally am not patient enough to wait an entire year. Um, so I typically, the, the kind of calendar I have in my head is a normal game has about a 12 month lifespan. And inside of that 12 month lifespan, usually I was every three months or so, there's going to be a sizable patch to either add more content, fix things, um, that, that type of dynamic, um, with something like Starfield, if it works, there might not even ever need to be a Starfield two. Like it's not going to have a 12 month lifespan. This could just be like Skyrim. It will just continue on forever to the point that there will be mods. Oh my gosh, mods. And you will basically have a whole new game. <laughs> I, I'm i so excited whenever games make it to PC because that's when like you have the most modding potential. And um, they've announced that the, the Spider-Man game is on its way to PC. And I, I can't wait for the first mod that turns Spider-Man into Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, it's just Shrek slinging around New York. <laughs> Oh, man, that'll be hilarious. If they could change his webs to slime, that would be even great. <laughs> I bet they could. Even, even, even better. I mean, the internet is full of very creative, exceptionally weird people. Yes. So it, there is no doubt in my mind that that is possible. Yeah, and then so Starfield, you know, eventually, like, the year will be, you know, coming 2032. Starfield, to your Tesla. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you more rapidly i don't bethesda's never really sold out um obviously except to xbox but i was gonna joke like you would get you'd be more likely to get coming to starfield your tesla and there would be like licensed microtransactions like <laughs> yeah. you could have your tesla right. starship um, right. but bethesda large like by and large i don't feel like they've done that no i don't think they have but i mean it's also very hard to do product placement in the elder scrolls yeah it is like oh you need a potion have a nice coca-cola like oh, that's a little on the nose like it's very yeah, hard can you imagine like going to one of the general stores in skyrim and then they've got like a neon sign for something you know and it's like uh that's something that doesn't fit <laughs> instead of khajiit has wares it's like khajiit shopped at old navy like <laughs> <laughs> well um that what was that it for the for video game stuff? I uh, I mean those were my personal high points. Um, obviously, if you have other um, developments either from Summer Game Fest or other things that have been announced, uh, video game wise, you can absolutely reach out to us um, at any of the places that we mentioned earlier. We would love to hear you know the things that I mean the things that you think are important. You know you hear about the things that we think are important all the time. So I mean, what are some things that you're excited for? Yes, let us know. <laughs> Warner Brothers has reportedly held a meeting and has decided to remove all of Amber Heard's scenes from Aquaman 2. I, I don't know. There's... I, don't I just know. thought that was interesting considering that they finished that movie. I saw... Uh, I think it was a separate... I don't know that it ever made it to like change.org or one of those like heavy air quotes official petition websites because those are all just publicity. Right. Um, but there was one that's it wanted to replace every shot of Amber Heard in Aquaman two with a uh, King Shark from Suicide Squad. I saw that, that and would, I'm on board with that. That would completely. be amazing. Yeah, please do that. Like, King Shark is such a dry character, which is ironic because he's a fish. We don't need a romance. Like no. you can take that out. Let's just give give us King Shark. Give us a buddy movie. Come on. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what we yeah. do. That's what we deserve. When was the last DC buddy movie? Never. Never. Martha. Could we please have like a good Batman and Robin Batman movie? Not even where, not even Batman and Robin. What about like Robin and Robin, where it's just Dick and Tim on a road trip, just like yeah. accidentally like following a crime wave, and they're like, oh, I guess I guess we have to suit up. I guess or we all have the to- Robins. All the Robins would make it even better because then you would have all the personality types. So like chaos. you would have Dick, who would just be like you know, lovable and funny and cracking jokes the whole time. And then you would have Tim who would just be like, uh, Tim would be like everyone's dad. Yeah. And he'd be like the real mature one the whole time. And, and then you would have Jason, who's um, in his emo Jason phase. and he would just be like really pissed off the whole time and would just like be telling everybody to shut up. But deep down, like actually cares about everybody. And then they would leave Damien at a rest stop and then forget about him. For oh like yeah. 20 miles. Well, Damien would, Damien would end up being, they would, they would unmask the bad guy at the end and it would be Damien. Every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. They need to do this. Yeah. Who do we, who do we have to get on the phone? DC, you are already <laughs> at the bottom. Like, go ahead and let us take over. Like we will, we'll get you back up. We promise. Yes. We'll, we'll be thousand airs DC. 
There's it won't be the top. We won't get you to the top, but we will get you higher than you are right now. Fair. Um, um, three animated Avatar The Last Airbender films are actually in the works. Oh, I'm so scared. Yeah, I'm me so too, scared. but part of me is also very excited. I want them to be good. You're never going to hear me. Like, I had I had somebody on Twitter um, last week. He said, you know, I'm looking for new shows to watch on Netflix, and someone else recommended Avatar. And I've I have yet to complete the entirety of the show. Um, the last the last Airbender. Oh man, it's so good. And we'll see. That's that's the thing. It has such a strong reputation by people whose opinions I value. Like I I am. Oh, you value my I, opinion? I do. Oh. I I wholeheartedly. We just, we just endorse... got a lot closer. Oh shucks. Oh. Uh, anyway, that's gonna be it for this episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I have I have no problem endorsing that show, having not seen it in its entirety. And I, if I sat down and counted the list of shows that that's true for, I could probably count on one hand. I, I don't recommend that's things fair. haphazardly. Yeah, yeah. Not not to brag, but I have had several people that have asked me, hey, I need a good show to watch, and I give one to them, and then they usually come back and will say, you have a really good taste in TV. And I'm like, thank you. I, pre- I appreciate that. Could I? Could you? Could you record that and send it to me so I can tell my wife? <laughs> Jay picks she? good television shows. Uh, clip it in this episode and just keep that on like a like a button. For, yeah. For... <laughs> yeah. Set it as my ringtone every time I give her a call or a text. Jay chooses good TV shows. Yes, J- that's right. Jay has good taste. Jay has good <laughs> taste. She will answer the phone so quickly every time. <laughs> yes, she will, or ignore it. <laughs> oh man. So were those, up, were those Netflix what? developments or were they just like, I, it, it didn't say okay. specifically. It just said that, um, three animated avatar, the last airbender films are in the works. Cause I did. See... I, I think that Netflix thing fell through. Okay. Actually, that wouldn't surprise From me. From what They're... I understand it, that, that was the original plan. And then I think Nickelodeon came back and they were like, you know what? This is actually <laughs> a really this is a good, good idea. We want it back. Yeah, this is actually a really good show. One, like, what they've actually talked about is just doing a whole, like, almost like Avatar universe type of thing. Okay. And just having lots of different Avatar properties going on. Bold. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, You know, as long as they do it well, I have no problems. But uh, that's the trick, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, last up, I've got the Ironheart Disney Plus series has officially begun filming. I don't know that I knew that. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I saw, I don't know if you saw this, Jay. Um, I was just like scrolling Twitter and I saw that there's a Resident Evil series debuting on Netflix in the middle of July. I saw that. I had no idea until I saw the trailer and what? I was like, well, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I know, I know zombie stuff at this point is kind of overdone. And I mean, I, I do have that opinion. I think it's been done too much. Uh, but Resident Evil just holds such a, a fond little place in my heart. Uh, for a franchise that I've never played any of their games, it's a, it's another thing that I have a tremendous respect for. Resident Evil Four is up there as one of the best games I've ever played. I hear it's getting remade. I, mean, I heard that too. They also just remade two and three, so it would make sense that they were going to remake four next. That's what comes next in that order. It's what I've been told. You you graduated from kindergarten, didn't you? I think we had a ceremony and everything. I see a fellow graduate. I know a fellow graduate when I see one. I would point up to the top of the shelf here, uh, but one, we're an audio podcast and the audience can't see it. Uh, two, the camera is angled in a way that Jay can't actually see the top of the shelf. Uh, and three, that's my college diploma, not my kindergarten diploma. Oh, uh, yes. Th- those are things that we have somewhere, probably. Yes. <laughs> somewhere. Uh, mine, are, mine are in my office, actually. Oh, yeah. You have, yeah. I feel like most most people with your type of role, they're like, oh, yes, I have this framed. I autographed it myself. Yes, right behind my head, so that when they're looking at me, if they forget, does this person actually have authority? Yep, it's right there. Because that person said so. That's my favorite thing about diplomas, is like, this person said I was good. <laughs> like, who said that person was? Like, you need that person's diploma, too, and then it just, like, snowballs. This is the most expensive pat on the back I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, that's upsetting, because it's true. <laughs> So, so Obi Wan, um, Obi Wan, <laughs> man. <sighs> so these are again. We've been doing episodes two at a time. Um, so in the previous episode, I do believe we talked about parts one and two. FYI, before we get into Obi Wan, we will not be reviewing. I think John and I decided we will not review Miss Marvel. Yeah, it. I th- it just 
the, the way Jay and I talked about it a little bit is just kind of like, you know, we're super excited for Obi-Wan. You know, it's a character that we've loved for, um, I mean, over two decades at this point. So yeah. I, the, the enthusiasm that I have, the knowledge base that I have, I don't have for Miss Marvel. So Miss Marvel is very much like, it is also a show. And it I is don't, off my radar. Yes. And I don't, like, it, it's almost out of respect to it, to like, well, I'd be going in with no preconceived notions, sure, but I'm also going in with no knowledge. So that's not one of my favorite things. But, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm excited to watch it, but I don't have, like, oh, that was a callback to, you know, this issue, or that was a line from this movie. Like, I don't have that for Miss Marvel. And I'm very content to watch it for what it is without, I mean, to be completely honest, without the pressure of feeling like an expert reviewing it, if, if any of that makes sense to anyone. I just kind of... Uh, I, I got you. That made sense <laughs> to me. Yeah. Since I, nobody else raised their hand, nobody else said any, anybody. Else, nobody else said anything. So I, I, yes, I know what you mean. Okay, I just had to check. Background, Steve. Uh, you... Hand is firmly lowered. Yes. Background, Steve is is pretty intense right now. So yes, he is. Uh, okay, so episodes three and four, four. of Obi Wan Kenobi. Do you want me? Do we do we want to do three talk about it? Four talk about it, or three four talk about them both? I'm actually I'm sitting here trying to think of what happened in three. Well, I was gonna review. I was gonna read both of the plot summaries anyway. So, oh three. Oh yeah, we've got a lot to break down. Let's do them separate. Okay. Yes. Yep. I just. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the things that I have grown to appreciate uh, from the Obi Wan show is that episode three, very cleverly titled Part Three. Um, just in case you were confused yeah. about which episode we were on. See, you say that, but if there were to be a second se- a second season of this, it would be confusing because that's what the Mandalorian does. The Mandalorian is like, oh, that's yes, right. this is chapter 10, but it's the third episode of season two. And it was like, well, then just call it season two, episode three. I don't know. That's right. I digress. Uh, they didn't ask us. Part th- that's for dadgum, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in his fortress on Mustafar... Vader instructs Re- Reva. Reva? Did they ever actually pronounce her name? Uh, I've been saying Reva. Reva McIntyre. Um, Not quite. <laughs> Vader instructs Reva to find Kenobi, promising to promote her to Grand Inquisitor if she succeeds. Kenobi and Leia's transport lands on the mining planet Mapuzo, and they proceed to rendezvous. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, they proceed to the rendezvous provided by Haja. Finding no one there, they take a ride on an Imperial transport. They are discovered, and Imperial troops are sent to capture them, but they receive help from a female Imperial officer, Tala, who is a member of an underground network known as The Path that hides dissidents and outlaws hunted by the Empire. She escorts them to a secret subterranean passageway, but before they can leave, Vader and the Inquisitors arrive and begin to harm innocent bystanders in an attempt to lure Kenobi. Kenobi sends Leia and Tala ahead while he provides a distraction. He is eventually confronted by Vader, who overpowers Kenobi with his force choke and burns him, leaving him in pain. Shocking. Uh, Tala provides a distraction. Don't say. Yeah, right? Uh, Tala provides a distraction to save Kenobi, but Leia is captured by Reva. So, Jay, remember how at the end of episode two, when we were talking about him, I'd be like, man, wouldn't it be such like a, like a bait and switch if Star Wars had all of these things talking about Hayden Christensen, uh, and then they never saw each other the entire show? Wouldn't that be fun? Literally the next episode, <laughs> they have a fight scene. What are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, hmm. May the odds be ever in your favor. Now that's from something else. Yes. Yes, it is. The Hungry Games. So before we get into this episode, on Wikipedia, I learned a fun little uh, trivia fact about oh. this. You remember, Do tell. You remember Freck, the transport driver on Mapuzo? Oh, yes. Yes. You, that was, um, was what's Pratt. his name from Scrubs? Yeah. 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 I didn't know that until I, I was scrolling and I was like, oh, yeah, they did. They did give him more lines than they would give just a regular NPC. So it, make, it right? makes sense yeah. that he was somebody important. So he uh, that's fun. he started talking and I was like he sounds familiar and then the next day I saw it on Twitter and I was like ah yes yeah that's why I recognized his voice I I don't know that I ever put two and two together so uh, I'm now very excited about it but also a little self conscious how I didn't notice it before so this episode <sighs> hmm. they had to introduce aspect like the baby rebellion somehow I 
I don't know. So, Obi-Wan has a, sees a mirage that's uh, Anakin, um, which is the first time we've seen Aiden Christensen. Uh, and so far, the only time we've seen him, unless you count the vat of Bacta that he was in, uh, which that whole suit up scene with Darth Vader was incredible. I loved it. Yeah. And can I just say, I know they did it electronically, but they nailed Darth Vader's voice. Like, it is on point. I don't think they did it electronically. I'm like... I remember hearing I, James Earl Jones was back. I've got... I, I want to say, I'm like 95% sure that was electronic. I don't think that was James Earl Jones. Um, ba, 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 ba. let me just Google, uh, June 1st, 2022 deadline article says James Earl Jones confirmed as voice of Darth Vader. Oh, well, there you go. They got him back. I guess I should have watched the credits. If there's no, if there's no scene, who's watching these credits? Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should actually go back and see, or I guess he'd probably be listening on IMDb. Ooh, yeah, that's a good, I can do that. Um, but yeah, but oh my gosh, that scene was incredible. He's in his, uh, castle on mustafar and it was just it was really cool i enjoyed that scene very much and then the the rest of the episode happened (laughs) i the episode starts strong and it ends strong it's just a matter of getting from point a to point b that is just kind of eh. the um what it's it's the end i hate sounding like a like one of like a purist fanboy of like the old one was better but just the new character. I just I don't care. The new characters. I have the same. Rita. Re- I have the same reaction that I do to like Rogue One characters, when it's like, yeah, you can make them as cool as you want to. They don't matter. No. And that's ultimately where I'm at with Riva, with um, Tala. Um, I have a different opinion about Haja Estri, but we talked about that last episode. There's no need to rehash it. Um, I don't know, man. Like the Inquisitors are cool uh, from a character standpoint. Obviously, they're like bad, bad people. Um, <laughs> but they're in- they're interesting. They're fascinating. Like, what is it? The fifth brother is one in here, and he just kind of has these just like, oh, look at me, I'm big and mean. And the third sister is is Riva, obviously. So she has a bigger role to play. Um, the Grand Inquisitor we had earlier. Um, they're just a very interesting little-known faction of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? You know, I kept, I keep thinking about the Grand Inquisitor. Why? I, I just, I don't understand. Why did they even bring him in? If they're gonna stab him, and he's not even gonna be in the rest of the series, why even bring <laughs> him in in the first place? That was totally a flex to just say, "Oh, hey, look how strong Riva is. She was able to stab the Inquisitor." Whatever. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, just, just, no, you just did that so that you didn't have to worry about him. Okay. Well then why introduce him? Fair. I mean, for her to be an inquisitor at all, he had to play some type of part because I mean, short of fallen order, where else have we ever really seen inquisitors fleshed out? Cause like rebels, they were there, but they were just kind of like there. Right. Yeah. Well, but the grand inquisitor was the, the main villain for the first two i think no was it the first season and the second one i think it was the first two, yeah because yeah. it was the second one that he spoiler alert he doesn't die in obi-wan uh, oh yeah because yeah. if you haven't if you don't know the grand inquisitor does not die he can't he 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 is the main villain in rebel season one and two yeah and, <laughs> and that was part of the reason we had such an adverse <laughs> reaction to to episode two just because it was you know, why are you doing this thing that we all know isn't how this goes? Um, so part three, at least, is an independent plot for the most part. Um, the aspect of a safe room where everybody leaves messages on the wall uh, is really cool. But it's also like, hey, uh, it's just not a practical room. at all. Yeah, it's not practical in any way, shape or form, because it's like hey, if the wrong person comes in there, they're going to be like, oh, hey, why is this uh, Jedi symbol on the wall? Yeah. Exactly, and especially with the if it's an Inquisitor, because the Inquisitors are all former Jedi. Uh, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> these aren't the language that only you know that you're looking for. Like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, it's cool from then, a set design. And then there's standpoint. the whole. There's the whole. Oh my gosh, I hate it. so so. They they get picked up right, and they're on their way to this town, you know, and the stormtroopers get in, and they get in the back of the truck with Obi Wan and Leia. And so Obi-Wan and Leia, they're sitting there and they come up with the story 
about, you know, who they are. And, and the stormtrooper is like, so why are you here? And Obi-Wan's like, it's a long story. And then the stormtrooper's like, it's a long day or it's a long travel or whatever he says. 30 seconds later, 30 seconds. (laughs) They get where they go. This our stop and they get off. That was not a long trip. That was not a long trip. I forgot about that. Well, there was also a line that a lot of people reacted to in his, I think it was in this episode, right, Jay? Where um, Leia says something like, are you my dad? Oh, yeah. And, and he talks is about like, who huh, his dad really is. And like a bunch of fans like took that and ran with it. Like, Obi-Wan wanted to have an affair with Padme. And it was like, no. No. He just, he just wishes her father wasn't Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Start and finish. That is where that line ends. Yeah. People read too much into everything. Because yes. well then so then we get do. to this we get to this lightsaber gate and they you know have a little fight and stuff and Obi Wan shoots the stormtrooper and he falls down on the gate and he gets cut in half and uh, and then you know he's like oh we got to get through this gate oh no how are we gonna get through this gate that has no walls around it <laughs> oh I know I'm gonna shoot the thing so that it opens up why did he freak out about that why did you I I don't know if you ever see this where you live Jay. Um, but there are a couple of houses where I live that have a gate and no fence or wall. Yeah. And it's the same type of scenario. Like, oh man, I don't have the, you know, I don't have oh, the... Oh shoot, I don't have the code. I, have I the guess code. I'm not going to get in. I guess there's no way I could drive around this gate. It's like, that. what are we doing? Yeah. Did you, did you, <laughs> why did you freak out about that? Go around it. My son was the one that said it out loud. Like he shot the thing and then my, my oldest, he goes, why? Why didn't he go around it? Mm-hmm. That's a very good question, my son. I don't know. Um, yeah. So then, you know, and then we get um, Leia's trying to escape because Vader shows up, and uh, Vader is uh, very angry, as, as uh, per usual. As yeah, and uh, he kills several people out of anger, as per usual. And uh, Obi Wan decides to kind of face him. Not really. He kind of runs away more than anything. Uh, but it's mainly a distraction so that Leia can get away. I... Um, and this tunnel is starts in one place and ends in another place. And there's only one direction, mm-hmm. right? So you can only go from the beginning of this tunnel to the end of this tunnel. And somehow Reva figures that out and goes to the other side of the tunnel without actually having to go through the tunnel. That's it's never not explained. explained. No, it's... I wonder if it's one of those like, oh yeah, we could pull up the schematics of whatever. Like, it's never, it's never explained. There's not even a good way to try to like try to explain it. Um, for us as fans, it's just kind of like we we talked earlier about fast traveling in video games. That's kind of what she did. She was at yeah, a she, fast she was at she a did. save point. She was like, I need to get to this other part of the map. I'm not gonna run there. I'm just gonna boom. I'm there. Um. So the episode ends and she has captured Leia, which um, she's captured Leia, which is unfortunate. But again. Um, we all know big picture what's going to happen. So yeah, there's not so quite as much. Let's hope she makes it out of that, yeah. man. That's, that makes me nervous, <laughs> man. If a new hope doesn't happen, I don't know what I'm going to do. Could you imagine the retcon? Uh, like if something happened to Leia in this show, it was like, oh, I guess nothing yeah. else matters. Oh, she was cloned. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like in uh, uh rise of Skywalker. Somehow Leia returned. Oh, That's how we're going to explain this. <laughs> Somehow Palpatine has returned. Oh, okay, cool. All right, We're, we cool. all accept that. Moving on. I'm, I'm glad we got that cleared up. Um, what did you? So then, uh, what did you know, Vader. That was stupid. I mean, okay, that's harsh. It was. It honestly, it was expected for the reaction that Obi Wan had because Obi Wan is still in the. He's still trying to process that Ooh. that Anakin survived, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so you know, I mean, obviously, and he's also he's been disconnected from the Force for a long time, right? So he's you know, a little rusty. Uh, and, uh, so he is definitely not able to fight Darth Vader. Uh, Vader says some things like, uh, you know, uh, you suck and things. <laughs> Your mom goes to college. <laughs> Gotta get a, do we have a quota of Napoleon dynamite jokes per episode? Cause we should. <laughs> um, and so then, um, uh, but he sets the rock on fire and starts dragging Obi Wan through it, and then somebody shoots the thing and it makes a bigger fire. And Vader's like, "Oh, it's hot! I'm scared!" And so he like turns away for a second, and they're able to get away. Vader just watches, you know, very easily could have held yeah. Obi Wan there, but chose to let him go, you know, for story and all. And uh, and uh, yeah, 
I the thing that I appreciated about this Darth Vader Obi Wan confrontation is that it it absolutely goes to show in the ten years since Episode three, you know, Vader is in his ascendancy. You know, I don't even know that where he is now is really his peak. Um, no, because I mean, even in uh, you know, I brought it up with somebody because uh, a friend of mine, um, he uh, and and John knows it's Jeremy. He argued with me and was like this isn't really even Vader. And I was like, sure it is. And he's like, how does he not know? How does Obi-Wan not know about Vader? And I said, well, if you he was literally living under a rock Star Wars, on yeah, well, he's been living under a rock, but not only that, but Vader was actually more of like a myth for a long time in the Star Wars universe. And Vader was almost used as like a, boogeyman. yeah, a boogeyman to make people fearful of going against the empire. And so really Vader wasn't used openly until the events after the death star blew up, you know, cause that's why even Leia refers to Vader as, um, uh, Oh gosh. Uh, um, well, can't remember his name from a new hope. Um, like Tarkin's lap dog or something. Tarkin. Thank you. Yeah. He, she refers to him as Tarkin's dog. And it's because that at that point, Vader kind of was like a puppet for the empire. Um, so anyway, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was a little annoyed with a lot of the episode, but there was a lot of it that I did enjoy. I I liked the end of it quite a bit. There's mm-hmm. just something about seeing Vader, because obviously his introduction in A New Hope, right? He's built up as this mythic, borderline unstoppable force. And in Empire, he tanks that blaster bolt just like into his hand. And he's like, oh, okay, so maybe we don't mess with him. And that's been kind of the kind of the vibe about Darth Vader for 40 years. And getting to see him with modern production ability. Because, yeah, you know, we've seen CG Vader. Anima- I, I'll call it animated Vader. It's different than computer generated. And animated Vader can do animated things. But adding the in-person aspect to it is absolutely another level. So getting to see a character like that do things that we don't see a lot in Star Wars, like you don't really see somebody just like destroy Obi-Wan as easily as he did. Like it's it's very much two sides of the same coin. Like in 10 years, Obi-Wan has become weak. And in 10 years, Darth Vader has not. So that kind of you know, the mirror image of themselves. It's like a, like a funhouse mirror. That's, that's the phrase. I was really struggling to come up with it in my head. And then it finally landed. It's very much like, like a funhouse mirror. So yeah, the end of the end of part three, I feel like is one of the high points of the series so far. Now part four, four. having escaped Vader on Mapuzo, Kenobi and Tala infiltrate the Inquisitor's stronghold on the ocean moon of Nur? N-U-R? Just threw some letters in a name generator there, guys. Um, In the Mustafar system to rescue Leia, now being interrogated by Reva for details on the path. During the infiltration, Kenobi discovers a trophy vault filled with the preserved corpses of Jedi who had been captured and killed, including a youngling. Still on his helmet. While they are successful in freeing Leia, Tala's cover is blown and their presence is revealed. They eventually escape the fortress with the help of Path Commander Roken and his guerrilla troops. Vader is furious over the course of events and threatens to kill Reva for her failure, but spares her when she reveals that, in anticipation of a rescue, she had attached a tracker to Leia's companion droid Lola. Lola. Curse you, Lola. So I would like to start the reaction to this episode by saying, like, we get it. The Empire is bad. The Inquisitors are bad. Um, We don't need to see them almost torture a 10-year-old. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah, that was was bad. And then also, um, you know, this is something else I I talked about with with that same friend from earlier. And, um, you know, we both think that something is going to happen and Reva is going to kind of be redeemed in some way uh, at the end. And I, I looked at him and I said, I don't, I don't know if you can be that. saved after that. Yeah. Like she was openly going to torture this little kid, yeah. like not just kill her, torture her. Yeah. It's definitely like the ends justified the means. And it's like, no, that's why you're the villain. <laughs> like yeah, in yeah. no way, you, shape or form. Is that okay? You have just become very, very evil. Yeah. Um, but there was also a big 
Twitter, like not obviously not a like a single thread. There were like probably infinite tweets at this point because it's been a couple of weeks since this episode came out. But like defining who all of the trophies were, um, and a lot of them were just like blink and you'll miss them type of people. Um, but the fact that there was a youngling still in the helmet, like that's heavy, man. So my question for you is, do you think that was carbonite? I think it's more like amber. That's what it looked like, like to me. Like Jurassic so Park so do you think they're alive or are they dead? Oh, they're absolutely dead. Okay. I think they're preserved, but there were no... So we talked about earlier, you know, we have back to tanks where Vader and um, at the beginning of this episode, Obi-Wan are sent Oh yeah, to he heal. takes a little 10 minute bath. And when you're in there, you have like a like a scuba style mask so you can keep breathing. Um, I would imagine if there were to be someone in the one of those who was still alive, they would need some type of preservation apparatus, whether that was a mask or an IV or just something to indicate like they're not dead. And they looked like one of them looked like a skeleton, like, oh, you know, we didn't kill him. We found him a couple of years after he died, uh, but we're taking him back. I'm like, who does that? Villains. Yeah, villains, villains. the dark side, the dark side. Um, yeah, there's, um, so this is the same fortress that is visited in, um, uh, Jedi fallen order. I don't know that I'm there yet. So that's, that's exciting. You're not, it's the very end. So, uh, in fact, (laughs) um, there was a lot from this episode. There were two distinct scenes that were straight from video games. Go for it. Uh, the first one. The first one is uh, Obi-Wan decides to take out some stormtroopers by making the room dark and then taking out the stormtroopers with his lightsaber. So he would like turn on his lightsaber and hit them, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, side note, Disney still has not figured out how lightsabers work. Lightsabers cut through things. Obi-Wan had to hit one of the uh, stormtroopers twice in the chest before the stormtrooper fell down and he was never cut just sparks flew out so my initial rebuttal to that um solely playing devil's advocate because sometimes it's fun um (laughs) the power levels on lightsabers can be reduced right for in the same way like in a new hope where luke is is doing the training droid like he's not he doesn't have a full strength lightsaber out on that ship right right so maybe he had it maybe he had his lightsaber set to stun (laughs) that's that's a dumb thing that's just dumb i have it set to police nightstick what was the what was the quote from the uh, the riot trooper? Traitor. Yeah. <laughs> I have it set to traitor. <laughs> yeah. And so I um I don't know. So anyway, so he turns on his lightsaber, he takes out one of the stormtroopers, he turns it back off, and then they're like, Where'd he go? And then he turns it back on, he takes out another one, and then he turns it back off again. Yeah. That is straight from Force Unleashed too. I I also want to think maybe that could be a ratings thing. You know, you can't just go around chopping people in half every episode and keep TV fourteen. No, I guess not. So I, it's a lot of fun to see lightsabers used at their full potential, um, but it's also tricky to get away with because it goes through everything other than Beskar, as we all clearly knew before the Mandalorian, and none of us learned during the Mandalorian. No, surely not. <sighs> and then I assume the second um, lifted directly from a video game scene that you're going to mention is something from. Oh, it is. I've seen this clip. It's the water tunnel. Yeah, the water tunnel. I've I've seen that clip of Force Unleashed, so I do know I do know that happens. Yeah, that happens almost verbatim. I think it's the same tunnel. <laughs> it and they, they replace the window, and then like like ten years later, it's like God dang it! Yeah, the window guy is like, I just what in the what are you guys doing? What are you doing <laughs> that you're destroying these windows? That's another show that I think would be fun. <laughs> just like the cleanup crew after a fight, the construction guys who have to fix this stuff, like man, what happened in here? You can't tell me. I'll stop asking questions. I want to live. Uh, I want to know who shot this mouse droid and why was it shot? All it does is clean floors. <laughs> this gonk droid's name was Jeffrey and now Jeffrey is deceased. Why was it? Why was Jeff? For the record, the way the Jeffrey that came into my mind when I said that was the Toys R Us giraffe. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> but that is a good question. I, I, that is a legitimate question for me. Why did she shoot the mouse droid? Why not? But why? They don't do anything. Do you think... So, there was the, the mouse droid in A New Hope. Do you think that thing was a snitch? Like, it saw something was happening and it went and told? Oh, for sure. I think that's what they're there for. Yeah, so, I mean, that's probably why. Snitches get stitches. They were already being shot Shh. at. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole exit scene was just... Oh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this real quick. So, they're, so they're leaving. They're under 
So he's got he's got that big old trench coat. Leia's inside of it, and nobody's he's paying just, attention to them at all. He's like, yeah, there's this Imperial officer who's escorting Quasimodo over here. Like, <laughs> what's going on? And they're just okay with it. And then they're they, just okay with they it. They make it all the way to the edge of the platform, and then the Inquisitors like run up, and they're like, oh yes, this is timing that only a rider could come up with. And they're like, don't yeah. let them leave. Yeah. And everyone's like, who? Me? Like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the speeders come to rescue them. Um, the speeders are, are, gosh, there's so many things wrong with this scene. So the speeders are coming up full speed to this, to this tower. And then they just stop. And, 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 and then it just, and then they, they like, they were going full, they were going to run into the building mm-hmm. and they didn't. Mm-hmm. It was like, what it just yeah. happened? That doesn't make sense. Um, and then, you know, there's plenty of time for them to get to him. And of course they don't, uh, Reva ends up spinning her lightsaber around in cool motions to, you know, deflect blaster bullets and stuff. And, and then she takes out Wade and everybody gets really upset. It's like, oh, they got Wade. And it's like, oh man, who, who was Wade? (laughs) That's upset. That shouldn't have been funny. You know, you want, you want to know what that scene reminded me of Jay? You've seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, right? Yes, yes. You know the the Lancelot bit in the middle where he is just like he's running on the edge of the scene, and then they go back and they look at him again, and he's running in the and same he's not place. Any closer for like three minutes? They do that back and forth. That's kind of the vibe of the end of this episode. Yeah, that's it exactly. And then suddenly he's there, and he takes him out, and the and the second guy's like, "Hey, excuse you, sir." <laughs> so that's yeah. There are some there are some pacing issues. Um, this the action scene at the end of part four is not quite as enthralling as the end of part uh, three. I almost said part five because I watched part five and it's also on the screen. Uh, but we're not talking about part five this week. You'll have to come back in the next episode. Oh boy. Um, yeah, and then Obi Wan has obviously had some training since the last episode because he's suddenly got his mojo back. We we needed the Rocky training montage for Obi Wan. Yeah. What, yeah. would, what do you think his what do you think his song was? What was his training montage song? Burning Ring of Fire. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> that uh, I can't come up with anything You're better welcome. than that. Yeah. Or uh, what's another like the that Pitbull song where he's just like Fireball, just that yeah. just that for like forty five minutes. Well, not forty five minutes, yeah. maybe like two like two minutes of montage. Yeah. So he's obviously had some training. Um, because he's he's suddenly able to fight again. He's like Ken Griffey Juniorring these blaster bolts back at people. Like yeah. there is precision involved that was not there before. No. <sighs> um, yeah, and then and then I I actually I posted this on Twitter. Um, Vader comes in, storms in. It's more more uh, I guess a more appropriate term. As he does. Storms in and picks up Riva and just is holding her up and like throws her across the room. Very upset. Rightfully so, might add. Um, and he starts to choke her and then she starts to say something. And I thought 100% that he was just going to break her neck right there. Yeah. I thought that was the end. I thought that was the end of her, (coughs) but no, he doesn't. He lowers her down and then listens to her and lets her go. I would like to say the dramatic irony of us as the audience knowing that Leia is Darth Vader's daughter and him not knowing that is like that tension keeps getting built because I mean, canonically, he doesn't ever find out until Return of the Jedi, right? In the throne room. Yeah. In the throne room. He's like, sister, you have a sister. (laughs) He's just like guessing you have a dog. Wait, no, you have a... (laughs) I, I, we burned your aunt and uncle. You don't have them anymore. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I um, They, uh, so yeah, that, that tension is building. Oh, something else. So this is, this is the last thing I have about this episode that just bothered me. So up until this point, they have actually barely gotten away with not letting Leia know that Ben's name is Obi-Wan. Because if you pay attention to episode or to uh, A New Hope, um, there's a clip or a, a message in R2-D2 that's to Obi-Wan and the message Leia says talks to Obi-Wan, but talks about him as if she does not know him. 
Okay. Now, up until this point, I really haven't had a problem with that because most people would say, well, then that means that Leia never met Obi-Wan. Well, up until now, she's only known him as Ben. He has only ever gone by Ben around her. So it, up until this point, you can assume, okay, so she doesn't actually know who Obi-Wan is. She just knows who Ben is. So for her dad to say, hey, send a message to Obi-Wan, she's like, oh, okay, I'll send a message to Obi-Wan, not knowing that it's the same guy. Okay. Yeah. But Reva specifically says to Leia, Obi-Wan, and Leia, in her talking to her about that, knows exactly who she's talking about. Yeah. And it messed it up. And it's like, no, that's not It's not how right. any of this works. That's that you messed up. You messed up, Aaron. <laughs> that is a great key and peel skip. One of their best. That it's definitely one of the most quoted. Um, but that's absolutely like another it feels almost like they're gonna have to retcon this somehow type of situation. Because the you're right, the full message in a new hope sounds like i'm sending this message to you on reputation i don't know who you are and now we know that she does right and and yes i mean i know you can look at it and you can say well it's an old movie they didn't know that this kind of stuff was going to happen and that they were going to be making an obi-wan show and da, da 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 okay i get that i hear you however they are making this show now knowing that exists meaning they have the resources to be able to see what happens later mm -hmm. you need to make it fit yeah. and i didn't like it it upset me. i deservedly so i would say i it's it's definitely something to not be enthralled by um at this point there are two episodes left and it's i'm very curious to see if they'll do anything like internal to the show to try to fix it or if it'll stay like a like 30 years from now, if they're still making Star Wars stuff, it'll be like, hey, remember in 2022 when they messed everything up? Be like, oh, yeah, no, we don't talk about that anymore. Sorry. We don't talk about Bruno and the Obi-Wan show. That's it. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about Fight Club. Um, the, you know, the thing that uh, I talked about a friend of mine, as I said, you know, this show would have done a lot better if they had made all of this happen a few years sooner. So like instead of 10 years doing it, so Leia was like six. Because, like, that would make a little more sense. Because it'd be like, okay, maybe she's heard the name Obi-Wan, but she's six years old. Yeah. You know, she could very easily forget that small detail. Okay, so remember how unbelievable it was in, in episode two when she outran grown adults as a 10-year-old? Oh, oh, no, I, I agree with, yeah, no, I, yeah. It wouldn't help that at all. Just, uh, I, just wanted, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the... <sighs> I think we can all admit there has been some pretty big stuff that they have like severely overlooked yeah. before they, I want to know, I want to know who wrote this show and I want to know who Wait, I can um, do that. edited the script um, and, and proofread it before they made the show because they, I, it makes me think they wrote the whole thing okay. and then they were like, they were like, oh crap, we got to be somewhere. <laughs> Uh, and they all live happily uh, ever after the end. Do you, do you think this is good? Yeah, this is pretty good. You know what? We'll end with the fight, and, uh, well, let's see. I guess Vader can't kill Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan can't kill Vader. So, oh, oh, I know. Reva uh, sacrifices herself so that Obi-Wan can get away. And, uh, and, and yeah, there we go. That works. We have to redeem this character that we made, and she's also pure evil. Yeah, it, well, no, well, they couldn't think about that because they had to go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, man, why did you have to say Chick-fil-A? It's almost 10 o'clock. Chick-fil-A is closed, and I want a milkshake. Oh, I'm sorry. Dang it. Oh, they got their peach one right now, yeah. don't they? Oh, man, that stuff is good. So, big picture, talk about the show to this point. Um, I have watched episode five, so I have a, a bit of a different stance on it than Jay does. Jay has not watched it to this point. Uh, he has more self-control than I do. <laughs> so, um, he, he will talk about it up until through four. I will do my absolute best to talk about the show through episode four and disregard episode five. Um, but that's so, tricky. so far, this show, I don't even remember what I rated the first two episodes. I want to say we both were somewhere around like seven or eight. Yeah, and even I that think was I was on a, a lot seven. Of the first episode was definitely the best of the two, mm -hmm. of the first two. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to say the first episode is still the best. I, mm. I, I, I still really enjoyed the first episode. There wasn't any complaints that I had about it. I was like, okay, all right, all right. I like this. I like where this is going. Yeah. Since then... There are parts of it that I love. 
there are parts of it that I'm like, this is good. I, I really like this, but then there's a lot of it. There's a lot more parts of it that I'm like, this is dumb. And I don't really think they thought this through. So the series as a whole, unfortunately has gone down quite a bit and I'm putting it at a five out of 10. Okay. I, I think for me of the first four episodes, four and one are far and away the best. Um, the best moment is the Darth Vader fight at the end of episode three. Um, big picture through four episodes. I want to say you were a seven last time and I was an eight. I'm going to drop down to like a six, five. You know, I feel like going all the way down to six is harsh, but it has dropped below seven. So yeah, with, with six episodes there, five and six have a lot of work to do. I did see the last episode is going to be an hour and a half. Thank goodness. But also, I'm not going to be able to watch that on my lunch break, like I did with episode five. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I'm i worried that the show is trending to this should have been better. And I'm self-conscious enough, in my opinions, to be concerned, like, is this just me not liking new things? Because big picture, new things are not my strength. And I'm aware of that. So there's a give and take there. But it's also possible that it's just bad. Well, and, you know, to that, I will say that, as we stated earlier, you already have something that exists, and you're making something that comes before that thing that already exists. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, there shouldn't be any problems. It should be a very direct flow, especially, especially if you're just making, as they're calling it, a limited series. Meaning, this is a one-season thing, this is a one-shot thing. We're telling the story of how Obi-Wan got from this to that. There you go. You've got everything that you need. You've got plenty of source material to use to figure out how do you get from here to there. And to me, what it feels like so far, exactly what I said, they've written it and I don't, I, I feel like they just did it. And then they were like, you know what? That's good enough. And then just left it at that. Yeah, It's not like Star and Wars fans are the, known the, for their the adverse well, and, reactions. <laughs> You know, I understand that there's only so many things you can do and, and sure there's some other properties out there that you're like, Oh man, this is really cool. You know, like, like the, uh, force unleashed Two, where he's taking out the stormtroopers and it's dark in the room. That's a really cool scene in that video game trailer, but to take it directly out of that and put it into your own show, there's, it's like for, I mean, big star Wars fans are going to recognize that. Yeah. Like they're going to see it and they're going to be like, well, wait a minute. That looks awfully familiar. <gasps> oh yeah, that's right. And then it's like, well now it's kind of lost its appeal. Yeah. There's homages like that have to be done well. Yes. And you can't just like, Oh, we have a spot for it. What if we put it here? Like that's not that, that shouldn't be how that works. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, I... That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I So, while we were talking about, like, you have infinite budget to do things like this, Jay, I've had another brilliant Star Wars idea. Oh, boy. It's a, it's a, it's a video game where okay. you're a Mandalorian bounty hunter. I know, right? Cap- ah. Like, strike while the iron's hot. Um, but the thing that you do is you get to pick... You get to fully customize your suit and upgrade it as you go. Novel concept. Shouldn't be hard. It would be fun. Gamers love customization. It would be fun. It would be fun. So it's never going to happen, but it would be fun. Yeah. So Star Wars, we've already, um, or Disney, rather, we've uh, already given our contact information Mm -hmm. at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this episode. So just reach out to us. We've got some great ideas. Just let us know. Thousand airs. Thousand airs, Disney. I know how much you're stressed. Sorry, I couldn't finish that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I guess, John, for you and I, we're done. Yeah. Um, Have you... Until... Have you been playing anything? Have you been watching anything other than, you know, we we're talking about Obi-Wan? Uh, oh, I did finish Stranger Things. Okay. You don't sound thrilled. Um, it left with a really big cliffhanger. Nice. I've got a feeling that some people are going to die, and one of them I don't really want them to. But at the same time, character development, it makes sense. Uh, you know, that's what I look for in a, in a good show. To me, that's a good show. A good character in general. You know, you think of all the greatest characters that you've had over the years. You know, the the ones that you're like, yeah, that was, that was a good... You know, that was a good character. Uh, like, uh, I mean, Jon Snow, for example, mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones. Great example of how he went from this yeah, to that. His, his and arc is what incredible. he ended up as is, like, incredible. 
Well, there's one character on Stranger Things named Steve, and Steve, I've heard of Steve, yeah, he has pretty begins the series as just this complete jerk. I mean, he is awful, and you really don't care for him at all. But over the seasons, he has become this amazing person, and I could totally see him uh, dying, probably as a sacrifice, like sacrificing himself for somebody else. Um, and it would make me sad to see him go, but at the same time, his story arc, it would make sense. It would fit perfectly to do that. So it's like, it would make me sad, but at the same time, I would just be like, yeah, Steve is awesome. (laughs) And we haven't really had, I think that's probably the trouble with mixing old and new characters, right? Is you have characters who are further along that arc than characters who are just starting. So from a, from a narrative, from a story writing standpoint, it's, so much more difficult um but there's also you know the important characters are the people who have the the pre-established depth so there's not a we're gonna focus on Jon snow or a we're gonna focus on uh steve there was that with the mandalorian he he was the main character and they were able to flesh him out and obviously he didn't quite have the lows that um john snow and steve did but he was the focus and people people love that character people have been given opportunity to love that character so <sighs> I don't know. Five and five and six have a lot to do. That's that's kind of where my stance is. That's my stance too. But we will see what happens. And with that, I think we're done. <coughs> yeah, excited to see everybody and well, see everybody. Uh, talk to everybody in two weeks. I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for our next episode. Me too. And we uh, we'll figure that one out as we go along, and we'll let you know what we're gonna do. We might do something special. We'll let you know. But until then, nerd out.